This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday. It's not Monday. Woo! It's Tuesday. We're glad that you're joining us. Better late than never. Actually, I'm always thrilled to welcome you to this hour of the show because it's the last hour of the show, which means just a few more minutes until my workday is done. And this time of the year, they are doozies. Every now and then, though, we get someone who's uh, so brilliant on social and who is pretty sure that we only work four hours a day. I don't even bother to respond anymore. It's so ludicrous and ridiculous. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. This is the time of the week when I start making up words. And, well, it's the hour of the week when I start making up words and I start to slur my speech. So just nod and smile. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just ignore me and pretend as though I'm speaking perfectly with impeccable diction. (laughs) To do that, I have to go a whole lot more slowly. It's just, it's the end of the football weekend and our second show of the work week and Usually, Tuesday's a recovery day. So Impeccable. I'm looking forward to that. Got a couple of appointments later on Tuesday. And actually, going to talk to Gene Steratore. So it may be the end of the football weekend, but the longtime NFL referee and longtime Big Ten college basketball official, uh, his, we've got a date. He's agreed to join us on the show because of all the questions about roughing the passer primarily, but just in general, he's fun and we don't want to go too long without having Gene on the show. And to his credit, he always tells me whenever you call, I will answer. And he has agreed to be part of the show yet again, which is cool. So that's a little bit later on Tuesday. Again, it's after hours on CBS Sports Radio and on Twitter. If you want to vote for TD of the Week, that's easy to do. A-Law Radio on our Facebook page, too. Just a real quick thank you for all of your kind words about my mom's birthday. I think she looks fantastic, but beyond that, and I don't know what you're supposed to look like in your mid-70s, but beyond that, uh, she is still vibrant and lively and goofy and fun and she's still making an impact daily on so many young people because she's still teaching math full-time at a high school in the Houston area. 
I every time I show up at her school, which I do whenever I'm there, just to to take her lunch or to visit uh, some of the teachers that she uh, that she has introduced me to in the past. Whenever I meet some of her students or I sit in on her class, and I have the opportunity to tell them that she was my math teacher in high school, they always do double takes. Some of them about fall out of their chairs when I say that. But yeah, my mom was just getting started. Teaching was her second career. She had been a geologist and worked on dams, like actual dams, before that. And then when my brother and I became junior high and high school age, she decided that she would become a teacher and help save on the tuition. Uh, And so (laughs) she just up and taught herself how to become an educator. She did have to go through some classes, um, but the math she already knew, she'd been using it in her first career. Yeah, mom's brilliant. And I like to point out to her all the time that she's a smarty pants. She's constantly learning. She does calculus for fun. I know, I know. And uh, she's always available to listen, mostly to me. She's dedicated to excellence still at this age. Uh, She's also dedicated to running my life still at this age. Every now and then I have to tell her, Mom, I'm an adult. I don't have to listen to you. (laughs) I don't have to do what you tell me. But most of the time, she still has the best wisdom and the best counsel and advice. And she is kind and she's compassionate. Oh, my goodness. This woman loves cows. I don't know how that happened, maybe moving to Texas in 2013, but my mother loves cows. I tell her all the time, when you retire, lease a plot of land, get yourself a mama and a baby, and you would be so happy. I don't know what I would do with them. I mean, they're cows, mom. They they essentially need to eat. They need some land to walk around on. Uh, they need you to to be nice to them, that's that's it. Give them some names and they can be your pets. It'll be fun. She loves cows. Every time uh, I go visit, she has to point out all the new cows and the old cows and just the cows in her area. So yes, my, my cow-loving mama just had a birthday. And if you haven't seen our latest photo, it comes from early September. Uh, it's on Twitter, ALaw Radio. And I appreciate all your kind words. Uh, A lot of fun to hear from so many of you. And also, thank you for the compliments. Yes, she is the best. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Monday Night Football wrapping up week seven in the NFL. And man, there was a lot going on at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. We finally found out that Mac Jones would be the starter for the Patriots. But it did not last long. A three and out, a three and out. An interception early in the second quarter and lickety split. No one says that except for me just right now because it's Tuesday morning. Bailey Zappi, the rookie, was back on the field running the New England offense. Meyer split right, Thornton left. Stevenson, or rather uh, Harris in the backfield with a play fake to him. Zappi drops back. He throws a long ball left. Wide open, Jacoby Myers, who makes a twisting diving catch. He squirms into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Look at this place. It feels like AFC divisional round against Baltimore. Stevenson in the red gloves and red shoes. Single setback behind Zappi. Takes the snap and gives. Ramadi runs it left. He runs it to the end zone. Untouched as the Patriots take the lead. Zappi just walks over to the goal line to shake his hand like he's been doing this for six years. Don't worry. Be 
Zappy. I can't help it. Every single time I hear his name, that's what comes to mind uh, is the the Bobby McFerrin song. <laughs> I mean, it's better that we get the actual music than me trying to to sing it out loud or do, do, do. You know, see what I mean? It's better that he sings it. Wait, come on. You can't stop there. I need to hear the, the punchline or whatever it's called. The hook. In every life we have some okay. trouble. <laughs> when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be zappy. See, it just it fits so perfectly. Anyway, Bailey Zappy put a charge into that fan base, put a charge into the fans that were there at Gillette Stadium, as you hear with Bob Sosie and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. It was short-lived. That was it for offense. Those two touchdowns on back-to-back drives in the second quarter. Then it didn't matter who was the quarterback. Although I, I suppose you can't blame Mac Jones for the fact that Zappy fumbled before the half was over, leading to a Bears field goal. And then he had two interceptions in the late stages of the game. So last two opportunities, probably out of hand at that point. Ultimately, though, he ends up with three turnovers. Mac Jones has the early interception. The quarterback change is made. According to Bill Belichick, he actually intended to put Mac back out there in this game. But once it got out of hand, he didn't think it was fair. Didn't think it was worth it. Right? Make sense of that, if you will. This is more about the Bears than it is about the Patriots. But because the Patriots did the old QB swap in the second quarter, there are a lot of questions there. And we'll let you hear from Belichick coming up. The Bears briefly lost the lead, and I mean briefly. Once Ramondre Stevenson got into the end zone on that second Patriots drive in the second quarter, that second Patriots score, I should say, in the second quarter, the Bears found another gear, and they scored on five consecutive possessions from the end of the second quarter all the way through the fourth quarter. This was a no-doubter, ultimately, on offense and on defense. High formation with blasting game. Ahead of David Montgomery on the left hash under center. They drag the tight end. He takes and turns. Fields on the give. Montgomery powers in. A pad thumping touchdown run left into the end zone. Here in New England and the Bears continue to expand their lead. It is 32-14. Fourth down at two, in the gun, trips to the right, snap, blitz is on, pockets tight. Bailey Zappi tip, intercepted Connor Gordon, down the right side, 30, 20, 10, and shoved out of bounds. (laughs) Kyler Gordon with his first NFL interception, hopefully one of many more. Jeff Doniak with the calls on Bears Radio. Yeah, once you kind of watch the ebbs and flows of this game, It wasn't real competitive. The Patriots only score in the second quarter, and they only do it with those first two drives after Bailey Zappi replaces Mac Jones. Otherwise, it's Bears early, and it's Bears often. They held the Pats scoreless in the second half while they were scoring on five consecutive drives. And man, what a game for... 
guys like Roquan Smith. 12 tackles and a sack. And then Kyler Gordon, who gets his first career interception. Impressive the way that the Bears were able to stop the run. Now, obviously, once the Pats got behind, they put Zappy in the game. They were trying to throw it a little more. But there wasn't a whole lot of room for Stevenson when they would hand him the ball. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Something else that just was so obvious as we're watching this game. The Bears were able to push the Patriots around on the offensive line for sure. The fact that they were able to clear the space for their guys to run. Justin Fields, the number of first downs he picked up himself with his legs. The Bears had 11 first downs in this game. They were 11 for 18, I think, but through three quarters were 10 for 15. That's a really impressive clip. 243 yards rushing. And it wasn't just one guy or two guys. Fields actually led them in rushing, but David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, even Dante Pettis, being able to hand the ball to different guys and show different looks behind that offensive line, it may be simple. It may be even boring. It's not flashy like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball up and down the field, chuck and duck. Even Bailey Zappi, who's got an arm and loves to throw the ball. But if you can run the ball the way the Bears can, if you can run the ball the way the Ravens can, if you can run the ball the way the Browns can, I don't know why you would ever get away from it. We know the Raiders can run the ball. The Falcons want to run the ball. Derrick Henry, the Titans, they want to run the ball. I mean, there are some teams that are really damn good at running the ball, and the Bears are one of them. And I I think you should just do it until teams figure out a way to stop you. But in this game, Patriots could not. They were getting pushed around on the line. 243 yards rushing. And it helps when you've got a defense that comes up with four takeaways. Those three interceptions, huge for Matt Eberflus and the Bears. The one Brisker had was pretty amazing. I mean, that was a that was a really good play um, for him. That concentration and get his feet in bounce. That was excellent. And then, you know, really the the other two interceptions were tips. You know, there were some tips there. Uh, but uh, the one that uh, that Gordon had, I think it was maybe tipped twice. He had to tip it to himself um, there, and then then the return. He did what we did. You know, take it up the sidelines. Did a nice job with that. Uh, but that fosters confidence. You know, uh, the ability to take the ball away. I think that's a big part of winning football. We played a whole complete game, you know, from the first quarter, you know, to the fourth quarter. So, you know, we keep rolling like this. Everybody keeps doing their job. You know, we're just getting warmed up, you know, um, you know, building our chemistry up, and then we're just going to keep going. That's just, you know, playing complementary football. So, you know, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, you know, the defense gave us takeaways, and we always talk about plus two with the turnover uh, differential. So, you know, defense did a great job with that. And uh, special teams, you know, we had a few good returns. And uh, first half, I mean, we had, you know, good field position pretty much every drive. So definitely proud of, you know, just, just everybody, the way they executed today. It was the type of game that can be a confidence builder. And for the Chicago Bears, who now have the same record as the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North, this is a big deal. Justin Fields is still getting acclimated to the new system, new coaches, new schemes, yada, yada, yada. But this is a strong game for him and a game that I think they can look back on and go, okay, on the road 
against a quality opponent, against a coach that very often has his way or can scheme relatively easily against young QBs. The Bears hadn't beaten the Patriots in a while. This is a big deal for them, potentially a statement for them. Now, maybe it wouldn't have been the same thing for the Pats, though you can't sneeze at wins these days in the NFL. But for the Bears, for Matt Eberflus, for Justin Fields, for that group to get a victory like this with a convincing win on the road, to score on five consecutive drives, to have four takeaways, that's massive for them as they try to build a program, a winning culture and a winning program in Chicago. But, of course, all the talk on this Tuesday morning will be about the Patriots QB situation. Bill Belichick is here to answer all your questions, however succinctly. (laughs) I know how interested you are in that subject. Very interested. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for recognizing that the world wants to know. You'll hear from Bailey, Mac, and Bill. Coming up next. Good morning to you. Vote for TD of the Week on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on our Facebook page. We've also got the Colts making a decision to bench their veteran QB. And and it just kind of led me down the rabbit hole of the weird and wacky and wild QB situations we've got around the NFL now. We're jamming it all in and jam it up to the top of the hour. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Into the After Hours Podcast. We're 18 minutes into the game, and the Patriots have just made a quarterback change, and Bailey Zappi is in there. First and 10, Patriot 45. Zappi, a quick line, dry throw. Belt high catch on the hash mark. 49 of New England. The tight end, Johnny Smith, hit him right in the bread basket, right in the belt buckle. Maybe the most excited I've seen the fan base for a four-yard completion. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of talk because Bailey Zappi had played so well over the last couple weeks. And so, Mac Jones come back, make that ill-advised interception, go back to the young guy and see if we can keep that momentum from the last couple weeks. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 
Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner on Westwood One as Bailey Zappi enters the game and instantly lights up Gillette Stadium, though the momentum was relatively short-lived after back-to-back touchdown drives. That was it for the Patriots offense outside of three more turnovers. And Bailey Zappi knows that he's got to take these opportunities and clean up his act. He's got to take care of the football, too. Got to get better. Um, can't fall off like, you know, like I did. I got to make some throws. I'm um, going to make better decisions on certain things. And, you know, it's a good thing about you know, having another week, get back at it tomorrow, watch film tomorrow, get ready for next week. Earlier, we dropped in the exchange from Monday Night Mannings on ESPN2. Jay, I don't know if you still have that. They had comedian Bill Burr on. And this is after, so this would have been third quarter, it was after um, Bill Belichick had replaced Mac Jones with Bailey Zappi. And Bill makes this <laughs> Bill makes this comment about what the cameras kept showing on the sidelines. Is I'm just glad I don't have to make that decision. Can they stop showing sad Mac Jones on the sideline? We get it. He got taken out of the game. My God. <laughs> they were too. And you could never accuse Mac of not caring. The poor guy, he couldn't sit down. He could not relax. He just was wandering around Can on the sidelines. Stop showing sad Mac Jones. <laughs> I, I I guess at some point he took his helmet off, but for the most part, he just he was like willing Bill Belichick to put him back in, as though Belichick was going to forget about him if he sat down. So he had to keep wandering around. Now, interestingly enough, Belichick did say after the game his plan was to reinsert Mac Jones as the quarterback, but it turned out that the game got away from them. He would have gone back in. The score got out of hand, so I didn't think that was the right thing to do. All right, so that answers that question. What about Bailey and Mac and the plan going into the game? Did they know about it? Did they recognize that they were both going to play, or was it kind of up in the air? Well, I told the quarterbacks that we were going we to play both of them. Short and to the point. If you're not paying attention when Belichick starts talking, you're going to miss the meat of the matter. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So, was Mac Jones benched? That's not what it was, but you, you know, can write whatever you want to write. That's not what it was. Well, I'm glad he includes that because have you seen what's trending everywhere? The B word is everywhere with Mac Jones. It's everywhere. It is the line of Tuesday morning. Mac Jones gets benched. In fact, if you're just reading headlines, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones. Same situation, just got benched. So what is the plan then moving forward? Who is the starting quarterback now? Yeah, we just finished the game. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known better than to expect any type of intel from Bill Belichick. What do I look like? Football coach? Not a doctor. No, that doesn't have anything to do with it. You're just wrong. Like all of you, you're just wrong. <laughs> Jay's in there. You should see his, the evil smile on his face, dialing up all these Bill Belichick drops. That's not my job. No days off. No days off. <laughs> day by day. <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> it applies again now, does it not? 
day by day. Since, once again, we don't know who the Patriots will be starting at quarterback moving forward. But we certainly know that Mac Jones is emotionally tied to the answer. We had um, a good plan, as always, just to you know go throughout the week and figure out what we want to do for the game. And Coach Belichick was very good about communication and felt like I was good to play. And um, we had a good plan there and just obviously didn't play well enough there. Definitely wanted to play better, and I just got to do better at my job. And that's all it comes down to, and um, that's all I can control. And honestly, you know, we got a good chance here to go against the Jets, and that's kind of what I'm already focused on. So, like I said, I'm going to do my best to put my best foot forward and I've been in this situation before and I'm just going to try and help the team and whatever my role is I'll be ready and I'll give it 100%. I do appreciate that Mac is saying all the right things. Obviously his body language, his facial expressions communicate that this is painful for him but no less painful than say Mitch Trubisky or Matt Ryan or any of the guys who've gotten injured to uh, I mean literally painful for Tua, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, And this is life as a quarterback in the NFL for the majority of these guys. I still say Mac Jones is a better option. But I'm not Bill Belichick. I don't make that call. But the reason I believe Mac is a better option, he was just starting to find a rhythm and a groove. In fact, he played some really strong football right before he got hurt. I'd have to go back and remember the game they got hurt, but it seemed like even he got hurt at the very end of a game, and that had been a really strong performance for him. He's got more experience. I get it. Bailey's got a big arm and likes to throw the football, and he's fearless, and he kind of plays on the edge. He reminds me a little bit of, I don't say a Russell Westbrook in his prime, where it can be dynamic, and amazing and incredible, but can also go horribly wrong. He's got to find that space as a rookie QB getting acclimated to the NFL where he's willing to fight for the next play, right? He's willing to eat the play, eat the ball, go to the next snap. It's not life or death with every snap. And there's a massive learning curve for rookie QBs. Most of the veteran quarterbacks I talk to will tell you it takes at least a year, that in your second year you make great strides, but a lot of times there's just as much of an increase and a jump from year two to year three. Max Jones is ahead of the curve. He's ahead of Bailey when it comes to that. I still say they're better off starting with the run game Right, They've got some really solid running backs. Ramondre Stevenson is turning into a guy that can be the feature back. Turnovers have been a problem, but that's the case for any quarterback, any offense. There was a lot of energy, though. And isn't that what the Steelers have done? They've decided that they'd rather go with energy and allow Kenny Pickett to make his mistakes allow Pickett to get out there and get the reps and kind of learn on the job because of the life and the energy and the just the fresh look that he brings. So who knows what Belichick will do, but according to him, this was the plan. He's never going to tell us when Bailey Zappi was coming in the game, 
I'm quite certain he didn't int- he didn't plan it ahead of time that it would happen after the third drive. There's no way. He was looking for a jolt, and he got it. He got a jolt with the offense. And then, so rookies giveth and they take it away. Again, why I would go with Mac. He's a little steadier. And he does have the ability to do everything that's asked of him. Although, why is Mac Jones your feature running back in the first quarter? What what was that about? I don't know. (laughs) I didn't, um, maybe was he showing off the fact that his ankle was fine? I didn't need to see Mac Jones running that much in the first quarter. You're not Justin Fields, for heaven's sakes. So, all right then. It's yet another mystery. A Bill Belichick created mystery. And if you think he's going to give away the ending, well, (laughs) think again. Belichick operates on a need-to-know basis. And he does not think we need to know. Told you everything I know. (laughs) Just so not the truth ever. (laughs) All right. We have major injury news from the NFL. We've also got a quarterback change that has nothing to do with injury. And a little bit of a surprise, I think, on Monday as the Colts make the drastic move to go to an unproven QB themselves. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a Touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the power. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown! Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Top step. Center's helping into the end zone. Touchdown! To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855 212 4227. The Seattle Seahawks. 
First and ten, toss to Walker, goes right side, has a little running room, Parkinson out front. Here comes oh up the sideline, he's on the run, 40, down to the 30, are they going to catch him? I don't think so, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Seahawks, 74 yards. The Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow throws toward the left sideline, back shoulder throw, Chase makes the catch, cuts it into the middle of the field. Bye-bye. And the chase of Chase is unsuccessful. A 41-yard touchdown. The Bengals' fourth TD in four first-half drive. The Las Vegas Raiders. First and 10 on the Texans' 15. Delayed hand up to Jacobs. Huge hole up the middle, 10. Cuts right side, 5. Touchdown, Jacobs. The hat trick in the end zone. His third rushing touchdown of the day. The Tennessee Titans. Empty backfield on second and 13. Ryan gets rid of it quickly. It's intercepted. 30, 40, 50, Adams 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown, Titans. Andrew Adams to the house. Mike Keith on Titans Radio. Before I tell you the other candidates for TD of the Week, let's do this. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Not only does Adams have his first career pick six, the 76-yard variety, he also has 10 tackles in that victory for the Titans over the Colts in the AFC South, a game that the Titans led wire to wire. Also the game that hastened the benching of one Matt Ryan by the Indianapolis Colts that happened on Monday. So yes, congratulations to Andrew Adams on what was a milestone in his career. Titans have now won four straight games. So you can vote for Adams and his pick six is our TD of the week. You could also go with Josh Jacobs, third rushing touchdown of the half, second half. Uh, And on Raiders Radio, it's Josh Horowitz. Bengals Radio is Dan Horton, Dave Lapham. Joe Burrow had 345 yards before they ever got to half. uh, Up and down the field with Jamar Chase. Of course, Tyler Boyd had the 60-yarder. And then Kenneth Walker, the rookie running back for the Seahawks. Maybe one of the steals, quote-unquote, of the draft. 74-yard rushing touchdown, and man, the Seahawks can and will run the ball up the gut, in your face, down your throat. Uh, so you can vote. Oh, haha, that rhymed. You can vote for TD of the Week on Twitter, A Law Radio, and also on our Facebook page after hours with Amy Lawrence. We had an opportunity to catch up with James Boyd, who covers the Colts for The Athletic. Uh, And I talked to him about a lot of things, primarily Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger. Also, why isn't Jonathan Taylor getting more carries? (laughs) For the entire interview, you're going to have to go to our podcast, After Hours, amylawrence.com. But his insight on the change at quarterback. And I started out by asking him whether or not this was a surprise to him, because admittedly it caught me off guard. I did not expect it to happen this soon, um, if at all. I felt like, you know, at three, three and one, the season is not completely lost. If they were like one and six or two and five, then I would, you know, not be that surprised. But I was pretty surprised to see it happen. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I guess the Colts feel like they have to go in a new direction and see what they have 
and finally kind of fix this this quarterback turnstile they've had the last few years. In your opinion, watching Matt Ryan through these first seven weeks, what have been the major problems? The biggest problem is probably not no fault of his own. Um, it's the offensive line. It is terrible. It's the highest paid offensive line in the league, but it's been you know, well below average. And then I think he's compounded it with some really bad mistakes on his part. Um, the Jacksonville game, I'm sorry, the Tennessee Titans game um, uh, Sunday afternoon. His two interceptions were completely, in my opinion, not completely his fault, but mainly his fault. There were two really bad throws. You cannot blame that on the offensive line. You cannot, you know, make those plays if you're Matt Ryan. He's been in the league for 15 years. And, you know, it just seems like every week he was turning the ball over, quite frankly. You know, 11 fumbles, nine interceptions, just nine touchdown passes. So he's only had one clean game this year without a turnover. So it just felt like every week you're just giving the defense, the opposing defense, that is, chances to just pounce all over you and make it even harder on a struggling offense. Right. Matt Ryan leads the league with nine picks through seven games, but also has fumbled 11 times and has lost three of those. You're talking about double-figure turnovers. Uh, and again, while not everything can be blamed on him, uh, certainly that's a lot for a team that is trying to get its head above water. James Boyd is with The Athletic, covers the Colts on what's been, well, a fairly dramatic start to the season. <laughs> now 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. How much do you think that has to do with the shoulder injury and how much do you think it has to do with them just needing a fresh look at the position I think it's the latter um you know Frank Reich was immediately asked today after announcing that Matt Ryan had you know a grade two shoulder separation that he'd be out for a while hey is this you know are you putting Sam in there just to be QB1 um to hold down that spot or is it his for the rest of the season he said it's his for the rest of the season the injury had nothing to do with it so it just felt like the wheels kind of came off um, in Tennessee Sunday. So um, I think from my perspective, it's, it, it feels like kind of like a stain on Matt Ryan's career just because it, he was promised a lot of things when he came to Indianapolis. He was promised a good, you know, O-line, a good running game, and he, he's gotten neither. And like I said, it's just gotten worse when he uh, makes the mistakes that he's made. So they want to try something new, and it feels like, you know, if they things work out with Sam Ellinger and he balls out, you know, and has some miracle season – you found your new young quarterback, and if not, you're most likely having a top pick and you're going to find your new quarterback in the draft. What does he bring to the table? Mobility. Um, that's the biggest thing you've heard from every coach, the players. He can run a lot better than Matt Ryan, which will obviously help alleviate some of the pressure because the offensive line has been you know, so weak. Um, but I also think that you know, fans have to you know, kind of – Simmer down on their expectations because he's like a new shiny toy, right? You know, haven't seen him. He's going to do all these great things. And it's like he's never thrown, you know, a pass in an NFL game before, a real NFL game, a regular season game. So I think there's going to be a lot of struggling, a lot of, uh, you know, uphill battles. But, again, you kind of just have to see what you got in-house before you go shopping elsewhere for a quarterback. Knowing what we know of head coach Frank Reich, how difficult was this decision for him? Oh, really hard. Frank Reich is a great A human being, and Matt Ryan is as well from my interactions with both. So I know it had to be hard to tell him, hey, you know, this, this is no longer your team in a sense. And I said it earlier today, that was probably Matt Ryan's last start for the Colts, unless some, he comes back and some other crazy injuries happen and he gets thrown right back in there. But assuming things go the course that they do, um, 
that's it for him. You know, that, that, I mean, he'll probably be around, and I'm sure he won't retire like people are hoping he will for oh. Colts save money. No, he'll be back to make his money. It's just I don't think he'll start for the Colts again um, for the rest of his career. Man, that was quick. That was quick. The Matt Ryan era in Indianapolis, if Sam stays healthy, it's over. And think about the revolving door at QB for the Colts the last five years. Andrew Luck, then they went to Jacoby Brissett, and Brian Hoyer started one game that year. Then it was Phillip Rivers. Then it was Carson Wentz. Then it was Matt Ryan, and now it's Sam Ellinger. Wow. What are you, the Cleveland Browns? People get so mad at me. But it's just easy when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Or you could be the Washington Commanders, right? Because they've got a revolving door at quarterback now the fast, the last few years. Uh, I guess ever since they traded Kirk Cousins, right? Or he signed with the Vikings. They've had a revolving door as well. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. More of my conversation with James Boyd covering the Colts. You can find that on our podcast. It's posted Every weekday morning, it's the show in its entirety with fewer commercial breaks. I was jotting down notes about the quarterback situations in the NFL. It just blows me away. After a spring in which there were all these major moves, most of them have not panned out, right? Matt Ryan to the Colts. That lasted not even half the season. Baker Mayfield, I know this was the last big one, but Baker Mayfield to the Panthers, That lasted, what, a month? Now he's hurt, and Steve Wilkes says he's committing to P.J. Walker this week regardless. How about Mitch Trubisky to Pittsburgh? And maybe it was only supposed to be a stopgap anyway, but probably longer than what he actually kept the job for. That didn't pan out. That was one of the earlier moves that was made in the quarterback market. Russell Wilson to Denver. Is it possible that the Broncos' offense is worse this year than it was last year? I test. You decide. Carson Wentz to Washington. He's not starting now either. He's hurt. Taylor Heineke is back as the starter. Why did Washington bother? I mean, the the only major move that's really panning out right now, are you ready for this? Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Geno Smith was already in Seattle, but certainly it was a move from Russ to Geno. And the Seahawks happen to be the most stable of the bunch. But think about the weird, wacky, and wild quarterback situations around the league. The Patriots, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, the Dolphins. They started three different quarterbacks. All three of them have had to miss time with injuries. The Steelers, we've seen Trubisky, and then Pickett, and then back to Trubisky, and now back to Pickett. The Browns. We, we know about that situation. They're waiting on Deshaun Watson. The Colts had Matt Ryan, now going to an unproven commodity in Sam Ellinger. The Jets, they start the season without their quarterback. They use Joe Flacco. Now they bring Zach Wilson back, and their passing attack is nearly non-existent. The Broncos, yep. The Panthers, they've now started... Well, they started two different quarterbacks this year. They've got four quarterbacks. They're on their fourth guy. Matt Corral must be fit to be tied. He would be starting right now if not for his injury in the preseason. But the Panthers are a disaster. They've had a revolving door at that position too. We just talked about it last week, didn't we, Jay? 
going over the various, what have there been, eight starting quarterbacks for yep. the Panthers? Whew, since what? Since Matt Rule? That was since McCaffrey was in the league. Oh, God. Because he got that's traded, right. so that's what brought it up. That's right. We were talking about the number of quarterbacks that Christian McCaffrey had played with in Charlotte. The Dallas Cowboys. There's, I mean, there's a Talk about a surprise, a revelation. They're in a really good spot. Dak goes out in week one. They win four in a row with Cooper Rush running the offense. And now Dak is back. The Commandos, we talked about them. Carson Wentz now to Taylor Heineke. The Saints. I mean, Jameis Winston is around. It's a good thing they have Andy Dalton, though. Because Jameis has been out now for, what is it, a month? The Niners. They tried. They tried to divest themselves of Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan tried to quit him. He couldn't. And now he's starting. Oh, what a mess. I'm not kidding. The Seahawks may be the most stable quarterback situation this side of Buffalo and Kansas City. (laughs) No one's worried about Justin Herbert. Derek Carr is still the starter. So there are a few stable positions. But, I mean... Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are scuffling. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.